Welcome back to the Moms Do Business Different podcast. I'm your host, Kay Hillman, believer, wife, mama, and creator of the Shmoney Mama Gang. Myself and my team support mamas who are service providers and coaches in creating strategies that make buyers say, take my shmoney, and create companies that bring in high cash months doing the bare minimum. Join me for conversations on money, business growth, sales, productivity, and the mindset of being a mom who does business different. Mama, are you ready for the vibe? Listen up and let's get this money. Hey, boo. Hey, happy Tuesday or whatever day you're listening to this on. Wait, is today Tuesday? No, this is Thursday. Hey, boo. Hey, happy Thursday or whatever day you're listening to this on. Okay, so I'm going to dive in because I have to record two episodes back to backy back and I have the kids next to me sleeping and girl, they have been on one tonight, so I don't know how this is going to go. But anyway, today... We're going to be talking about how to find the people that value your offer. Now, this came up because I did a Q&A inside of the membership, and this was one of the questions that kind of came up. And so I want to talk through what we talked about during our call. So here's the thing. You can be consistent. You can be like consistently visible. You can grow a community, and you can literally do all the things and still not be able to sell your offer, right? You can have all these followers, all these email subscribers, be visible, you know, show up multiple times a week, send all these emails, whatever, right? You can have a growing Facebook group. Trust me, I've been there, done that. Um, And you can literally not sell an offer. Like you can literally not make any money. I've been there. So trust me, boo, I 100% get it. And Something else that may happen is that people may find you valuable and helpful, but they may not be in a position to actually change or they have like other obstacles and barriers that are preventing them from actually investing. And this is what I experienced. This is one of the reasons why like I go back and forth between having a Facebook group because you know, some, something that happens commonly in Facebook groups is that it becomes a very valuable resource to people and people might even find you helpful. I mean, even podcasting and YouTubing and like literally any content you create, people can find you helpful and find you valuable, but they may not actually be in a position where they're ready to change, where they're able to change. There might be barriers that are happening. They might literally not be able to actually invest that amount of money. I actually really pay attention to like different um, application, like when people apply to work with me and stuff like that. I really pay pay attention to the things that people say. And, you know, I'm always just like, wow, you know, it's really not about me. Right. And same thing for you. Like a lot of times when people don't invest in your offer now, I'm not saying all the time, right? There are sometimes like your offer is just not an aligned offer. It's not something people want. But if people are actually inquiring about your offer, then maybe you might want to think a little bit differently about, you know, whether or not people or why people are not actually paying you, right? And so that's why I want to have this conversation because it's like you it's easy to find people that, you know, they have a problem, right? Or they find you valuable, right? They like your content. But sometimes like that extra, like, because it's an extra step, that next step of, oh, I'm just consuming your free content to now I'm paying money. That is sometimes a huge barrier for people, whether it's because they can't actually afford it or because mentally they are not ready for that actual transformation that you're trying to provide. But at the end of the day, that is not something for you to worry about, right? And so I'm, I'm, I said all that to say, like, you don't have to worry about that. Um, it's not your job to worry about 
you know, what those obstacles are or what those barriers are, right? Now, you can think about those if you decided you wanted to tweak your offer. Or like, for example, I had, and I talked about this in another episode, I can't remember which one, but I talked about how I have a 24-month payment plan, right? So you may consider like, okay, maybe price is an obstacle or a barrier. I want to create either a different offer or I want to create a pricing tier, a pricing structure, a pricing, you know, um, I don't know what you call it, but like an extended payment or whatever. Like in that case, then cool. You can like take those obstacles into account. But some of the other obstacles that I want to talk about later on, that like some things are just not your problem, right? You can't concern yourself with certain commentary that people may have about your offer, your offer price, all those things, right? Instead, your energy is best used on the people that truly value your offer to the degree that they are in the position to actually invest in it and they do, right? So I feel like, not I feel like, I see this happen a lot where you know, you spend so much time focused on, you know, I got on this call, the person, you know, they were a great fit, they were a dream client and they didn't work with me. And you let that like shatter your entire confidence in your offer or shatter your, you know, like you hyper-focus on, you know, how the call went and what could have happened. Or like if you tell somebody your price and then they ghost you all of a sudden or someone books a call and they don't show up, right? We get so hyper-focused on those people that we miss out on all the people that are out there that, they they did sign up immediately, right? Or they did sign up when they said they would, or they, you know, um, they didn't play around with you in the DMs or whatever, right? Like we miss those people because we're so focused on the handful of people that we get that just don't value the offer or what we have to offer. It's not even just valuing our offers, like our paid offers. It's it's valuing us in general, right? So let's talk about this. I've had several clients and even when we were on the call inside the membership, they were saying things like, you know, maybe with your offer, there's no financial ROI. So people don't want to invest in the offer. Um, Or maybe you have like a community and clients, like maybe you're a, this happens a lot with Christian coaches or Christian, like Christian based, like ministry based uh, businesses where a lot of people think it should be free, right? People think that the work that you do should be free. The offers that you have should be free. Um, And then I have other clients that say things like, I keep getting the price objective uh, objection. And to that, I want to like, I want to just share like, how do we actually find the people that value your offer? Because a lot of these things that are coming up, a lot of the obstacles and barriers that are keeping people from investing, a lot of it you can actually control, right? Like you can control the people that are coming to you, right? And so the first thing that I want to say about this before we even go any further is that you have to check your energy at the door, If you are selling and marketing your offer and in the back of your mind, you're thinking to yourself, I need this launch to go well. I need people to buy this offer. I need, you know, a client or whatever like that. That right there is going to sabotage the entire sales process. Because when we sell from a place of need, we start to center ourselves, right? It becomes more so about what we can get out of it, right? And we try to quote unquote save a sale. Like if someone, you know, is not a good fit or they're really not interested and you just keep trying to like push them or like you're trying to show them why your offer is a good fit for them. Like that, that kind of pushes them away from you even more. And then if they do decide to work with you, they are, they end up being a nightmare because you had to convince them to join, that you had to convince them to, you know, buy. I had this happen to me a lot when I was running my social media management agency, where literally like, you know, I was, I was convincing people, like they would say, like, like I knew I needed a client, right? Either I had overhead or I just needed to pay myself or whatever. And so, you know, I would be like, okay, I need this client. And then when someone would inquire, I could, I could 
look at someone's inquiry form and be like, oh yeah, they're going to be a nightmare. And I would still sell them because in my mind, I was like, the cash is more important. And so in some instances, cash is more important, right? I don't want to diminish the fact that like sometimes we just need a client. Um, but if you are able to not take those nightmare clients, I would recommend you not do that. If you are in a position where you don't have to, um, to sell people into your offers that just aren't a good fit for the offer, I would encourage you not to do that. And I just want to be transparent because a lot of people, you know, they can sit on their high horse and they can say like, you know, oh, you know, all money ain't good money, blah, blah. Listen, when I don't have no money, it is good, right? Like it is good. Like I'm not going to sit here and try to delude you or make it seem like, you know, oh, don't, don't take it. It's like, sometimes you are in a season where you just got to do what you got to do, right? And you're willing to put up with a couple of months of dealing with a nightmare client in order to like pad the bank account, right? And I, I am not here to judge that. And I'm not here to say that like you shouldn't do that. But I am going to encourage you like, hey, if you are able to just hold on, it's worth it to like not to turn away those clients. It's worth it to really focus on those people that can value. So how do you find those people? First things first, you need to know who your offer is for. Now, this is so key. And this is something that I'm going to be honest. I didn't get good at this for myself, like in either one of my businesses. I did not get good at this until 2022. Um, in 2022, I made some major shifts in um, in just having the confidence that I knew I could serve a very specific type of person. And so when I gain that confidence, which, you know, I, I hate to say it that way because it's like, this is not necessarily tangible and it may take you some time, right? If you don't yet feel confident as a coach, or if you don't feel like, you know, you just, it, somebody could walk off the street and you could just get them a transformation, right? If you don't feel that way, then it does make this step a little bit harder because I'm going to be honest, it took me like almost four years to get to that point. But what I will say is that when you know who your offer is for, and it doesn't have to take you as long as it took me, right? Like I am just like a super hard-headed person. I am very like with my coaches, my coaches are always looking at me like bombastic side eye. Like they're just like, hey, come on, girl. Like we literally just talked about this. And I be, I just be in my own little world sometimes. Like I do listen, but like sometimes I'm just like on a hundred. But anyway, um, I'm saying all this to say, when you know who your offer is for, you are going to be um, you're going to be so clear and direct in your messaging, but also you're going to be able to use language that deeply um, connects with that person, right? Your sales page, like people are just going to read it and be like, yep, this is for me. Like you're speaking my language. Like you want to think when you're right, or you want your uh, potential clients to think to themselves, dang, like did she read my diary? Is she in my head? Like I have those moments all the time with my coaches, like whenever they create copy or create content. And I just be like, dang, did she like, is she in my head? Like, did she, did, did I tell her this and forget I told her? Like I real life be tripping, but it's because they intimately know who their offer is for. And so when people, when you know who your offer is for, you're able to speak to that person directly in your content, right? And it's way more than just saying mama, right? Like, so for me, my, you know, I guess the umbrella audience that I work with are moms in business, right? But it's so much more than me just saying, you know, hey, mom entrepreneur, hey, mama entrepreneur. Like, it's so much deeper than, than that, right? It's really knowing, like, I know that the girlies love Target. And if you don't love Target, you love that I love Target, right? <laughs> and that's like, it, it's okay, right? Um, but you have to really know who your offers for, right? Like that's not offer relevant, but 
I understand the challenges that my moms in business have, right? It's the fact that like you've probably joined program after program or you've bought a couple of courses, whatever, and they give you like these 20 step things to do. And it's like, bruh, I don't have time to do all this. I need you to give me a template. I need you to give me this. And, you know, I don't know if anybody knows, but there was like a whole revolution against don't do templates. Don't, you know, templates don't help, blah, blah, blah. Baby girl, templates help when you when you ain't got time. Okay. Your girl ain't got time. So templates definitely help. Right. And they come through for the win. Um, so, you know, I provide those things. So the the perk in working with me and just one thing that I can speak to is like, girl, I know you ain't got time. That's why I'm giving you the words. Like, here's exactly what you say. Here is, you know, word for, for word. Oh, Jesus. Word for word. What your email should be. Right. I'm really bringing all those things down inside my membership. Right. And so when I talk about the offer, you're hearing it. You're like, dang, girl. Yeah, I need that because I'm tired of joining these programs and they just teach me this stuff, but they don't give me any tools to actually implement it. That's janky, right? So when you know who your offer is for and each offer, right, you may have multiple offers. You need to know who that offer is for. There's a there's a distinction between um, the person that money the membership is for versus my one on one coaching, right? One on one coaching is for that person that is further along, right? They're making, you know, close to, um, sorry, close to five figure months, if not hitting five figure months. And they're trying to figure out how to scale and pull back, right? They're trying to figure out how to, and I hate to use the word scale because you know how I feel about that, but they're trying to figure out how to like multiply, like double it, triple it and make multiple, multiple six figures in their businesses, right? So they're on a whole different wavelength. And when I'm speaking about that offer and speaking to that point, I talk about it different, right? Because I know who that person is. I know that they're exhausted and burnt out because they have team that they have to keep on micromanaging, right? Or they don't have any team and they feel burnt out on top of the fact that they're a mom, right? And they're still trying to bring in more leads and do all these things, right? So it's just two different people that I'm speaking to. So you have to know who your offer is for and you have to know who you're speaking to in general, because that's how you're going to find the people that value your offer because of this next point, right? The next point is that you need to speak to their desire, not their pain, right? And listen, I know, like, I, I love me some pain point marketing, right? I hate that a lot of people are like saying, you know, don't pain point marketing is out, blah, blah, blah. Baby, pain point marketing is not out because pain point marketing just allows people to know that you understand what the problem is, okay? At the end of the day, we can't just, you know, say, oh, do you want to make $10,000 a month? Like, that's not enough, right? Do you want your social media to be done every month? Like, that's not enough to speak to the end result. We also have to speak to what is bothering them right now. Where are they currently, right? But I want to say that if you are finding that you're attracting people that, you know, are constantly in pain, like all they can focus on is the fact that they're not making any money. All they can focus on is the fact that they're burned out. Like if that's all they're focused on, then I want to, I want to have you shift your language and speak to their desire. What do they want? Right. What do they actually want? When you start doing that, you're going to start bringing in a more empowered buyer. Right. And what I mean by this is, It's a different energy when somebody comes to you and they say, hey, this is what my business looks like right now. I feel like I'm in a messy headspace and I just need like a little bit of clarity versus somebody coming and saying, girl, I read your post about being broke and like I'm legit broke. Like I need you to help me fix this. That's a whole different energy. And it's a whole different type of client. And I'm not saying that either one of them is good or bad. But what I am saying is that if you are constantly having people that are coming to you and they feel like, you know, 
oh, this should be free or you're getting price objections or you're getting people who are saying that like, you know, they don't necessarily see why they have to pay for this or because you feel like your offer doesn't result in a financial ROI, then people aren't going to invest. Then I want you to consider shifting the type of person that you're speaking, like shifting where you're speaking to them at. Because when you're speaking to somebody that is in the middle of their struggle, they may not actually have the desire to actually um, get a transformation or to actually change right now. Because some people, um, and I'm trying to say this in the nicest way possible, but some people feel comfortable in their misery, right? Some people find a level of comfort in their dissatisfaction. And when that happens, it's, I hate to say this, but it's a waste of your time to like try to convince them otherwise, right? There's only so much you can do as a coach and as a service provider your client still has to do something, right? They still have to bring something to the table. They still have to take the action. And so it's a better use of your time not to deal with um, like unflexible people, like people that aren't ready to actually make that change, okay? So that's the second thing. The third and the last thing that I wanna speak to is when it comes to finding people that value your offer, you have to frequently articulate and do this in different ways what the breakthrough um, on the other side is for them, right? And you have to get good at painting the picture, right? So if you're finding that you're getting people, you know, they might be inquiring, but they're not actually booking, it's because they don't see you on the other side with them, or they don't see themselves on the other side with you, right? And so inside my one-on-one coaching, which was the accelerator, I have a whole training about crafting your offer story. And I think I'm going to move it over to the membership because it's a really good training. Um, But basically I speak on how do you speak to all the different parts of your offer to really showcase the end result that you can get people. But more importantly, like showing them what it looks like to go through the journey, what it looks like to go through the process. Uh, And this works for you, whether you're a service provider or a coach, like as a photographer, I noticed that things changed in my business when I was able to really show them in my sales page, in my copy, um, you know, on my website, even on my booking forms. I was able to show them like, hey, I know that right now your your biggest struggle is creating content. Here is the process, right? Here's what the process looks like. Here's how I make it to where you don't got to think about nothing. All you need to do is show up to this call and show up to your photo shoot looking cute. That is it, right? And I literally, I have come up with so many different ways to basically tell you, all I need you to do is show up. All I need you to do is show up. All I need you to do is show up, right? Like I literally have the whole process down to a science. I have my whole, um, I do this like call where they get on and I take them through like a whole brand experience or whatever. And we really map out like, okay, what, what, what is your brand about? How do we make this look visually? What are the, what are your ideas for your visuals? If you don't have any ideas, that's okay. I got ideas for days. I literally think in creativity so I can come up with this. And the, the, I think the bonus for me as a photographer is also that I have a marketing brain and I'm very familiar with a lot of different industries, right? And so because of that, whenever my clients come to me, I already have like probably a really good grasp of what their industry is. And even if I don't know, cause like I worked with an author one time and I'm not really familiar with like the book industry and things like that. But even if I'm not familiar with it, I just do some research. Like I just learn about it and then I immerse myself and then we're able to create something that's really great. So I'm saying all this to say, your job is to get really good at and to frequently talk about the breakthrough that your clients can get, but do it in different ways, right? Because the truth of the matter is, is that 
sometimes people don't see the value in our offer or they don't buy our offer because they get tired of seeing it, right? Like they've seen it so many times and you're talking about it the exact same way. Like the call to action is the same. The tagline is the same. Like, you know, like everything around the offer is the exact same. So they go numb. Like they just, they don't even pay attention anymore. And when that happens, like it's not that they, I'm not going to say that it's not that they don't see the value. It's just that it no longer uh, connects with them anymore. And we don't want that. Like we don't want that problem. So you have to get really good at speaking about your offer in different ways and frequently, right? What is that breakthrough on the other side for them? So when it comes to how to find the people that value your offer, you need to know who it's for, speaking to their desire, not their pain, right? So flip it. If, you, if you've been speaking to their pains, like pain points, if you've been like answering questions based on pain points and just creating content based on pain points, I want you to switch and focus on their desires. What is the desire? What is the feeling that they want? What is the um, what is the experience, right? So when I say desires, I don't mean just like, oh, they want to make more money. I like maybe their desire is to go to Target and not have to worry about how much anything costs. Maybe their desire is to start shopping at Target, right? There was a point in my life that my desire, I think I talked about this one time, it's so shallow, but my desire was to shop at Target because I literally thought that Target was for rich people. Like I, I, I had from the small town that I lived in and just, you know, I lived in a very small and very racist town. And so, um, I thought that only rich white people went to Target. I had no concept that like black people actually shop at Target. It just was not a thing for me. Um, and even amongst like black people, they always called it like a Target. Like everybody made it seem like it was just this I- exclusive club that nobody could be a part of if you weren't rich and white. And now as an adult and like now on the other side of things, I'm like, oh yeah, like it's really not that deep. But I'm saying all this to say like, speak to their desire. Like maybe that is somebody's desire, right? Like maybe it's not just about making more money, but about what they can actually do with the money. It's like for me as a photographer, it's not just about me taking their photo or for them having marketing assets. It's about the feeling of knowing that when they're about to launch a campaign, they don't have to worry about creating content because it's already, the visuals were already done. And it's like top tier visuals that really match the brand and the vibe that they want, right? Because sometimes we be having ideas and we have like a vibe, like we have a whole situation going on but then the execution sucks and it just like discourages us completely that happens to me so much actually where like I'll have this bomb idea for something that I want to do like I had a bomb idea for the launch of the membership and literally I went to go do the visuals for it and I was like girl you know you should have hired Jojo like Jojo was one of my friends that I um sometimes we swap and sometimes I hire her to do my visuals and I was just like why did I not hire her well she did have a baby so that's oh my gosh I'm going on a tangent anyway Long story short, you need to know, you need to speak to their desires. Lord Jesus, what's going on? Why did I go on that tangent? Anyway, the last thing um, is to articulate your offer in different ways and frequently. So I wanted to say that when you do these things, you're going to attract the people that see the value, right? And again, I, it's kind of like, it's kind of weird to say like attracting people to see the value because it's not that other, like it's not that people that follow you or people that say no or people that ghost you don't see the value. It's just that they don't see, like they see the value, but they're not ready, right? And in that case, they're not an MVP, right? Like they're not, they're not somebody that's ready to pay or ready to buy. And so they're not somebody that you should like tie um, your worth to. And I don't mean, what do I mean when I say that? So it's not somebody that you should like base your business decisions around, right? So sometimes like I see that people will like change their offer or lower the price or, um, you know, just increase the price, right? Somebody says, oh, this should be way more than this. And then all of a sudden you increase the price. It's like that person said that and didn't even buy. So like, why are we listening to them for real? Um, 
So, you know, I want you to like, just think like, it's not that people don't value the offer, but we can't make decisions based off of how some people respond to our offer, right? We have to really like look at the data, look at everything holistically before we really make a major change. Um, but also when it comes to like, okay, we want to sign consistent clients, you have to really focus on attracting those people that see the value and they can pay, right? Like it's not enough for you to just see my value. You have to also want to pay me, be in a position to pay me, right? And I will say there's a difference between somebody that like sees your value and is never going to pay you versus somebody that sees your value and they just can't pay you right now, right? Like those are two different people. Now I'm not talking about the latter, right? I'm talking about the people that like real life, they see your stuff, they find you valuable, but like it just, they're just never going to pay, right? They're going, they're going to DM you a million times and ask you all these questions and like, they're literally never going to pay. And it's just like, okay, what are we doing here, right? Like, what are we doing here? And this happens to so many of my clients. And this this was one of the conversations that we were having inside the membership where it was like, you know, several of the women were, several of the moms were talking about how they were having all these DM conversations and it was going nowhere. And it's like, then you have to move on, right? That's the truth. You have to move on. If it's going nowhere, if it's this continued, um, asking questions or picking your brand or whatever, you got to move on because you ain't no DM coach. You're not a DM strategist, right? Like this happens all the time with like service providers where people like will ask you a bunch of questions about like, I see this happen a lot on threads right now where people are asking like all these Pinterest experts advice about pins and stuff like that. And it's like, girl, this is this girl's whole business. You should be like doing a sales call or inquiry or something. Like don't just get on threads and ask her questions. And I don't mean to, um, to like, rag on threads so much lately I've, I've noticed in the last few episodes i've just been going in on threads i actually really like threads i just don't like what people are doing on threads and what people are saying like some people are just like really doing three much over there and i'm just like no let's stop this but anyway long story short um, when you are doing these things, right? So knowing who you speak, knowing who your offer is for, speaking to their desire, not their pain, um, articulating frequently the breakthrough, right? When you do that, the right people will be attracted to your content. The right people are going to be connected to the message and they're going to sign up and join your challenge. They're going to sign up and join your low ticket offer. They're going to hop on a sales call and honestly sell themselves, right? The thing is, I have found that when people focus on these three things, like really getting good at who their offer is for, speaking to that desire, uh, and I want to say speak to the desire and the pain, right? Because I don't want to just like turn from one. I think that you can do both. But if you're, you know, like I said, currently speaking to the pain point, shift to speaking about the desire more. And then when you start like really selling your offer frequently, talking about it in different ways, I find that people that focus on those three things really find clients and attract clients that already sell themselves, right? I even think about my own buying pattern and I have noticed that with my coaches, right? And I have like a, a, a group of coaches that I always invest in their stuff. I think it's about, it's, it's five or six different coaches, but like, don't be like, oh my God, that's a lot. Um, it, they're for very different reasons. Like one of the coaches is not even a business coach. So there's like different coaches that I um, work with. And then I have like different service providers that I work with. And whenever I'm like looking at their stuff, I always like check these three boxes. It's like, they know who this is for. It's for me, right? Like they speak directly to me, even though it's a sales page that everybody read, even though it's a social media post that everybody saw, it still felt like they were writing it for me. Um, when they are doing their copy, 
I am not really big on pain, right? Like, I don't want you to talk about my pain. I want you to talk about the end result. I need to see that you have a process, that you have a path. I need to see that, like, I need to see those things. If you talk too much about pain, I'll be like, mm, this don't relate to me because I don't, I don't, my brain doesn't live in pain. Um, that's just a me thing, right? Uh, I can't speak to everybody, but I'm able to check that box off in their content. And then, in their content, in their sales pages, they speak about the offer and about specifically the breakthrough, the transformation in so many different ways. Like I'm able to see it in so many different ways, so many different perspectives. I see how it can apply to so many different areas of my life and in my business. And it makes me feel even more confident about the offer. And honestly, like there was one coach, one of my coaches, she had this, um, she was doing like a, I can't even remember what it was, like a boot camp or something like that. And she was getting on calls with people and I literally DM'd her and I was like, I don't want to get on a call. Like, do I have to get on a call? I already know this is a yes. Like, if you don't need to get on a call, I don't need to either because, like, I've already talked myself into the offer. Like, getting on a call with you is not going to change my mind about the offer. I mean, it could probably make me not join, but it's not going to... I don't need you to convince me to join, right? So... I'm saying all this to say, like, I feel like these these three check, like these three boxes really allow you to just bring the right people in and reactivate your current audience. Because one thing I, I see a lot of people, um, well, I don't see a lot of people do this, but I, one thing that I notice is that sometimes we forget about our current audience. We forget to like re-engage them because we're so focused on getting in front of new people. And so one of the things that I've talked about in other episodes, like when I talk about visibility, I try to make sure that I remind and and, like say, visibility is not just about getting in front of new people. It's also about re-engaging your existing audience and community, right? And so with like checking off these three boxes, it also gives you an opportunity to just re-engage the people that are already following you, the people that have already expressed interest in your offers or whatever. I have um, like lists in my email list and just lists everywhere of different people that have, um, you know, either opted into a wait list or something like that from offers that I had in like 2019. And every once in a while, I reach out to them. Like I, and with no shame, like I don't feel bad that it was 2019 when you were interested in an offer. You may be interested in the offer. Like you may be interested in something today. Like things may have changed or whatever. And so I just want to encourage you to like think about everybody, right? Like, don't just think about, oh, I have to get in front of new people. How do I attract new people that value my offer? There are probably people already in your community that value your offer since they got tired of hearing you talk about it the exact same way, or they didn't realize it was for them. This happens a lot. Um, When you don't know who, like, that one person your offer is for, sometimes we tend to, like, create a general message that can apply to multiple people. And then when people hear it, they're like, oh, that doesn't apply to me. Or they question if it applies to them. And if they have any questions or if they're confused, confused buyers don't buy, right? And so it could be something so small as like, you just need to tweak your messaging or tweak something about the offer, right? And that could be the thing between like finding somebody and being in front of someone that values your offer and somebody that like is just you know, they don't have any feelings towards it whatsoever. So the last couple of things that I want to leave you with before I like head out of this is that the person in the pits of despair, um, and you're going to encounter these people a lot. These people aren't always looking for a solution because they are in desperate energy. I kind of mentioned this person a little bit earlier, but if somebody is like in their like need, or if they're like 
in their pain, they a lot of times are not actually looking for a solution. They're looking for someone to validate their feelings. And when they're in a validation stage of the customer journey, and you know, if you're following buyer psychology, when they are in that stage of needing validation, they actually are not ready to buy, right? They are not a buyer. And so in that case, you don't need to spend your time trying to convince them to buy the offer. Not right now, right? You can you can turn them to um, a valuable resource, right? A resource that's going to validate how they feel. It's going to validate their pain. It's going to validate their experience and then help them shift their perspective, right? But that's not something that you have to spend time doing, you know, one-on-one in the DMs and all that kind of stuff. That's, that's a, a case where you point them to a resource that you have, a blog post, an email, you know, getting them on your email list, whatever you have to do so that they can be validated in that capacity and save yourself the energy, right? Because people don't mean to be this way, but when people are in a hard spot, um, they tend to project that onto you and it can come across the wrong way. And if you respond poorly, now you look like the bad guy. So I just want to encourage you in this kind of situation, like if you find that like somebody is really like busting down your DMs, telling you their whole life story, right? It happens sometimes. I don't mind. I love when people tell me their life story. Like, I think it's great. Um, one, because I like to share my life story. Like if you start talking, I'll be like, girl, I get it. Cause I've been here. La, la, la. Like I'll start spilling everything too. But I also don't try to sell that person, right? I don't try to like move the conversation or convert them over. Nah, it's just, it's not worth it, right? Because I know where they are. So just be mindful of that when you are having conversations, when people are becoming more attracted to you and your messaging, just think, just keep that in the back of your mind and just have like some resources at the ready, some, you know, free lead magnets, some, you know, go-to podcast episodes. You can make a blog post that's like your top five podcast episodes or your top five blog posts or whatever that can really be a resource to them, but like have something that's ready that you can just pass off to them and let them go through that, right? Like let them go through that. You can still follow up with them. You can still like engage with them and stuff, but like don't try to focus so hard on selling them right now because right now they need validation and you don't want to create a um, relationship that becomes very enabling, whether you're a service provider or a coach, right? I've had some brides um, where when they came to me, they were in like the most desperate situation. And you would think that like as a wedding photographer, a bride wouldn't come to you like that. But like I had a bride whose wedding was coming up and she like had, she had a photographer, the photographer somehow bailed on her. Um, they wouldn't give her her money back. Like it was a whole situation. She's giving me like our whole life story, you know, about the fiance. And it was just like so much going on. And probably for the next like two months, it was like I was talking to this girl almost every single day. And I didn't mind, right? Like I don't mind. She She's still to this day like one of my favorite clients and I know she listens to the podcast so she's gonna be like girl I know I know I was terrible um but well she wasn't terrible but you know she knows she, she knows she was a lot um but it's like you know when you have these people sometimes like having to um usher them through the process of your offer you just don't want to create a very codependent relationship and so like that's happened to me time and time again where I've created these codependent relationships where people can't make a decision without me right people can't you know um people uh you know are constantly having to plug into you right they're not able to use any of your resources or um as service providers this this looks like somebody constantly wanting to get on a call right and wanting to talk to you even though you've already like showed them what's been done and given them a recap on all the kind of things they still want to get on another call right so it's important that like for people that are in that state 
I just want you to know that they are not looking for a solution. So if you sell them and you, or if you try to sell them or if you sell them and they actually buy, just know that you you may be creating a nightmare on your hands unless you're just really good with boundaries, which I feel like I am like queen of boundaries and I still like, mm, I don't know, like I, <laughs> I wouldn't risk it for myself. The last thing that I want to say, um, and this is for my people who maybe you hear people say to you a lot, people feel like, or, or maybe you said this to yourself. It's not even that people said this to you, but like you feel like, um, people feel like what you do should be free or because there's not a tangible ROI, people don't want to invest in you. Okay. And you probably have a reason why you feel that way. Right. Um, especially if you're like in ministry, like if you have a ministry-based business, um, it's very easy to feel like and to have people say to you like, oh, why would I pay for this when I can just go to church or go to a Bible study or whatever? And what I want to say to you, and this this can apply to anybody, but especially if this is your your issue, um, and if this is, because one, this was a question that came up a lot um, on how to find people that value actually investing in these types of things, Right. You as the coach need to work through this this thing because this is actually a mindset drama because there are actually plenty of people that value your work. And the reason why I'm saying this is because I've spent really, really, really good money on a Christian life coach. Um, I've actually had two different life coaches. I love both of them. One of them was spe- was specifically, specifically, sorry, a Christian uh, life coach. And the other one was just a general life coach. And when I tell you I spent like, it wasn't no play money that I spent on them, right? And so I want anytime that you feel like people will not invest because your ROI is not monetary or tangible, I want you to know that that's something that you have to challenge. You have to challenge that belief because it's actually not true. And there's evidence because there are plenty of other people that are very successful selling something that's not tied to money, right? So even though like I am a coach that, that you know, I coach on making more money, right? Um, I also have a business that it's like photography. Yes, there there is an ROI that happens that can be monetary, but like I can only do so much with the photos, right? Like I can, I can only do so much with the, with, the, with the design and all that kind of stuff. At the end of the day, they still have to like make their money. So I, I also am in a business that's like, it's not necessarily, um, revenue or money, you know, attached to it. Uh, but also like there might not always be something that's super tangible either. And so if you're in like that mindset niche or, uh, mindset, uh, ministry is def ministry is definitely always the biggest one. Like if you, you know, are a Christian life coach or you, you know, have a Christian, anything, like anything Christian related, I definitely see this come up a lot. It's something that I'm constantly having to coach my clients through that are dealing with this because people will say it all the time, like, oh, this should be free or, you know, I would do it, but it, you know, it, it's not free, whatever like that. And I just want to challenge you and say, like, there are people out there, even regular people, like, cause I feel like sometimes something that happens is that as business owners, like we're taught to, um, to focus on attracting other business owners, but like, you don't have to just do that. Like there are other people that are just regular people that aren't business owners that can see the value in the offer. It's just that you have to go back to those three points, right? You have to know who your offer is for, speak to their desire and articulate in different ways what that breakthrough is because there's one there. But the problem that you're really having is that you keep telling yourself that it's not going to work, that people don't want it. And so 
in essence, you are sabotaging yourself and you're now going to attract people that don't want it, right? Because you've already made up in your mind that people don't want it. And so that's something that you're going to have to work through on your own. It's kind of like the whole thing. Um, I don't know if you've like you've heard of this, but people say this, you know, sometimes where they're like, you know, you go and you buy a black car, a black, you know, Toyota Camry. And now all of a sudden you see other black Toyota Camrys. And it's like, it's not because there's more black Toyota Camrys. It's just that now you're more aware of it because you have it. So it's the same thing with your thoughts. Like if you're having a negative thought, you're just going to continue to confirm that. Like your brain is going to look for confirmation of that. So you're going to keep doing things to attract people that are going to say, yeah, you know, I would pay, I wouldn't pay for this. Like I can just go to church for this. I can just go to a small group or whatever. Right. And it's like, okay, but what about the K's out there, you know, that will pay? Like there's people out there that will actually pay. So that's like the last point that I want to make there. So I feel like that's a whole like, you know, guard your mind, guard your heart kind of situation. And um, and really just like that's mind drama that you have to work through. And that, that can be a whole other podcast episode. And we kind of talked about it inside of our um, inside our membership chat. But I wanted to like share that last little piece if you're feeling that. So that is it for this episode. The kids keep on trying to jump up. So I am going to stop. All right. <laughs> Until next time, I will talk to you later, darling. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. I know you loved it. So go ahead and leave a five-star review. Make sure to share this episode and tag me at Moms Do Business Different and at Mrs. K. Hillman so Ayantha knows it's real. May you walk in your purpose and calling every single day to steward the life and business that God has called you to. Until next time, let's get this money.